You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 16th of February. I'm Jane Kavner from our corporate treasury team and I am joined this week by AIB's senior economist John Fahey to discuss recent developments in the financial markets where we will look at the global outlook for interest rates and discuss our views on FX rates. Good morning, John. Turning to interest rates first, I read with interest, if you'd excuse the pun, in the Forex and interest rate monthly publication that interest rates may have finally found a floor at current levels. And in fact, futures contracts have firmed in recent weeks. Yeah, so what we've seen in terms of over the last couple of weeks, we've gone through the first central bank meetings of the year. Uh, So we had the ECB, the US Federal Reserve and the Bank of England. And if you look at, you know, what we're hearing out of them, they're emphasising that rates will remain at their current levels for an extended period of time. But at the same time, what we hear from them suggests that, you know, rates are at their lows now in terms of unlikely to see any further rate cuts. And that's especially the case of the Bank of England. The last couple of months, there's been some speculation and even the market at different stages has been pricing in the possibility of negative rates in the UK. But as we talked about in a previous podcast, you know, uh, the last Bank of England meeting that we had uh, has basically uh, ruled out the possibility and markets are no longer pricing in that. So what we've seen then is over the last couple of weeks, and it, sometimes bond markets and interest rate markets don't get as much attention uh, as equity markets. So what we have seen, though, is you know uh, shorter term bond yields and interest rates are still well anchored by that central bank guidance. But further out along the curve, we have seen some movement uh, in terms of increasing yields. Uh, and that's especially the case in, in the U.S., So we can compare uh, what futures contracts are telling us now in the U.S. So last autumn, the view in markets was that three-month U.S. rates would not rise to 1% until the end of of 2026. Now the futures contracts suggest that by the end of 2026, U.S. rates could be at 1.75%. So the timing is still around the middle of 2023 when markets think the, the first rate hike will happen in the U.S., but the market is pricing in that it will be see more interest rate increases after that time rather than it was previously. We're seeing similar moves too in UK swap rates and interest rate markets and also in terms of, you know, further out. So what futures contracts tell us now is they expect the first rate hike from the Bank of England also to occur around mid-23 Although, you know, even when you look out along that, rates uh, are expected to rise very slowly thereafter. And then in contrast, from a Eurozone perspective, you know, futures contracts show that the first 10 base points hike in the ECB deposit rate is probably not seen occur until the second half, around the midway to the second half of, of 2024. So the outlook is still, you know, relatively a low interest rate environment uh, from here. And the key thing is, is what's driving that is that you know, as the market's looking at the outlook from an economic perspective, there's increased expectations now of stronger economic growth and also the risk of rising price pressures. And that's what's really lying behind the upward pressure that we see on the longer term interest rate section. Thanks, John. Looking at the euro rates, it was only in recent months that the curve was only turning positive in 2029. Where are we seeing that turning positive now, given what you've just talked about? Yeah, so where we are now, what we've seen is that the contract suggests that, you know, rates are still remaining negative out until the end of 2026. So it's not quite as far out as it was, but still 
the end of 2026 still seems a long way away in terms of rates still being in negative territory by then. So it's just the general trend we've seen out along the maturity curve across the US, the UK, and then to a lesser extent, the Eurozone. And that's because Eurozone rates are are in negative territory officially, whereas that's not the case in the US or the UK. So markets at the moment still see rates remaining negative in the Eurozone until the end of 2026. Thanks, John. Looking to the FX markets and starting with the dollar, against the euro, we saw low just over 119.5 at the beginning of the month. However, it's weakened again towards the higher end of the range for the month. Tell us, what drove the initial run it saw at the beginning of the month? and What can we expect in the medium term? Yeah, so Jane, what we saw in the last couple of weeks, you know, was the dollar regains some of the lost ground. And as you say, last week, there was a bit of reversal in that. But I suppose bigger picture, where are we with the dollar at the moment? Well, if you think of where we came into the start of the year, uh, the dollar had been on a weakening trend. And even in the first week or two of 2021, we saw that continue. You know, if you think euro dollar got up towards that 123 level, then in the subsequent weeks, uh, the dollar started to regain uh, some ground. Now, it was partly helped by what we talked about just there earlier, uh, rising US uh, treasury yields, uh, but also the fact that the market was very short. The dollar it was actually at extreme levels in terms of the market betting on the dollar going lower. And sometimes when you're in that situation, it can lead to a reversal of some of those positions and which can actually strengthen the currency. And that's what we saw. And then last week, we kind of seen a reversal of that again. And we're back above that 121 level this week in terms of euro dollar. And maybe the case that last week, the market started to focus back on a lot of talk of what's happening in the US stimulus package and the potential for a lot of those increased spend measures to have some level of permanency. So maybe the market starting to ponder again the impact on an already pretty sizable US budget deficit and the fact that the US is dealing with a, with a, a twin deficits in terms of its budget deficit and also balance of payment issue. Uh, so we saw the dollar start to give up some of the ground and had regained and euro dollar get back up towards that 121 level and we saw the dollar generally weakening last week across the board and against uh, sterling as well in terms of where cable moved up towards that that 139 mark thanks john you mentioned sterling there it has strengthened considerably in the past weeks bolstered i guess by the speed at which they're rolling out the vaccine and equally hardened with the uk negative rates now off the agenda how far can it go? And is there not a headwind looming potentially when the negative impact of Brexit manifests? So what we've seen with Sterling, all right, as you mentioned there, is it does seem to have been well supported by the fact that, you know, the UK in terms of its vaccine rollout has been much more comprehensive. So that has definitely helped Sterling and also the fact that, you know, negative interest rates are, are, are off the table now. But medium term, we do think as we move through this year, you know, as the market starts to assess the actual impact Brexit's happening on the UK economy, that's probably not going to materialise till the second half of the year, potentially, in terms of how it shows up in the data. Uh, so we do think that could be a headwind uh, to sterling because, you know, as the market starts to realise the new trading conditions and the impact they're just actually having on the UK economy could start to weigh somewhat on sterling. Now, we don't expect any like sudden sharp movements one way or the other. But what we do think as we move through this year into the second half of the year, you know, euro sterling 
move back up towards that 89, 90p range. So at the moment, we're in that 87 to 88p. And there's strong support for euro sterling at the 86 to 87p trading range. So even if sterling gets some more boost, that 86 to 87p trading range is likely to provide strong resistance. And then we think as we move into the second half of the year, those Brexit impacts uh, become more impactful on the data. You know, there's the potential for sterling to to kind of give up some of those gains and, and euro sterling to move up along 88, 89 towards that 90p mark as we move into next year. And against the dollar, John, Cable, you mentioned there looking at 139, which across for the first time in three years yesterday. Is a break of 140 on the cards? Well, when you look at the uh, actual long-term trend and, you know, levels for sterling against the dollar, it's actually quite interesting because, you know, it could move up to around that 140 level. It's worth noting though that sterling hardly ever traded below 140 throughout the whole period from, you know, the mid-90s up until the collapse after the Brexit referendum in, in 2016. So uh, from the levels we've come from, 140 seems very high. But in the bigger scheme of things, over its longer-term trading range, uh, you know, 140 is still a relatively weak level for, for cable uh, trading against the dollar. So when we look at the outlook, I suppose our overall arching team for currency markets over the medium term is this weakening trend to the dollar. At the same time, you know, we say there's potential for some sterling weakness in the second half of the year. So the moves in in, in cable will net off against each other to some extent in terms of what's happening in the sterling side and what's happening on the dollar side. But we can see sterling move up towards that 140 mark against the dollar as we move through this year. But at the moment, it's close to 139. So it wouldn't be a huge percentage increase to get it up towards that. And as I said, in the bigger scheme of things, 140 is still a relatively low level for sterling trading against the dollar. Thanks, John. So in summary, against the euro, support at 86, 87p. Uh, before return towards 88.90 and a break of 140 possible against the dollar. Before we leave it for the week, John, anything in the calendar ahead to excite us? Well, it depends. If you're into data releases, uh, you might get excited by the uh, flash PMIs for February. So these are the uh, flash readings, as I said. The PMIs are the key survey indices. They're the high-frequency indicators for the service and manufacturing sector. So we get them out from the US, the Eurozone, uh, and the UK. So what we expect here is that the trend that we've seen over the last couple of months where the restrictions are most impactful on the service sector, whereas the manufacturing sector has continued to perform fairly strongly and remain above that 50 level uh, on those PMIs. And the 50 level is the key mark. Above that, it signifies the sectors in expansion. Below it, it's, it's contraction. So we expect a continuation of that trend where the manufacturing sector holds up pretty well, uh, but the services sector remains the most impacted uh, from the restrictions. And the only other thing of note is probably the uh, retail sales data out of the UK and the US for January. So it just gives us a, an indication of how consumer spending in those two key economies uh, started the first month of the year. Super stuff, John. Many thanks again for the update. Don't forget our monthly Forex and interest rate publication is out now where you can read more on all we've discussed today. A big thanks to all our listeners for joining us in this week's podcast. To stay up to date with latest market developments, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk and the podcast apps for iOS or Android. And for those customers impacted by the pandemic, you will find details of AIB support packages at www.aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Stay safe and stay well. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC. 
authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.